Welcome to the Heart of Soul podcast, an exploration of who you are, what you are, and why you are, offering new ways to investigate age-old questions at the heart of you. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for listening to the Heart of Soul podcast. In this episode, we complete the conversation about soul species, yes, we complete it, believe it or not, and cover the five angel soul species, beginning with a revisiting of the ontogeny of all souls, that is, how we all came into being in the first place. I remind you, as always, to please listen to this podcast from the beginning and in order. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, welcome, and I promise 99.9% sure we're going to finish Soul Species this time. We thought this would be two parts, then it was three parts, and now it's four parts, and it just goes to show you how we're not planning much ahead. We just roll with it. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, identity itself is mirrors as a fractal the holoarchy of consciousness in that any one topic rabbit holes to any number of other topics so easily both joseph and i have to be on our toes not to lose a central theme track because uh, yeah. as soon as you enter one domain all the doors to all the other domains open up uh and so you have we have to pick and choose thread our way through a holoarchal paradigm yeah, mimics uh, or fractalizes with the uh, consciousness. Yeah, it's like I get the image of like a hall of mirrors. Only every mirror is like shows all of the other mirrors at the same time, yeah. and it's <laughs> oh, great metaphor. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of times, like when I'm speaking to people, I'll I'll it's I'll follow a thread and be like, in my third eye, I'll be like, oh yeah, go down that road, and then I'll completely forget where I came from. And yeah. fortunately, people usually remind me where I was, but it really is a, an occupational hazard because. Yeah. anything is any any aspect of reality you could talk about for like a day and yes um mm. that, that's 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 wonderful and difficult yes so soul species we promise kind of that we're <laughs> gonna finish it today we'll see it's really up to stace <laughs> i think we yes. can finish it today no we'll put the onus on me that's okay fair. all right so where do you want all to right so here? let's uh let's recap uh we um after we gave an over an overview way back when three three podcasts ago, mm -hmm. I think um, we gave an overview of how the soul species um, came to be. I'd like to just uh, repeat that quickly, because instead of going from uh, dense most dense to least dense and all these other soul species, uh, the twenty two soul species, um, we're going to start with the angel. What we have left is the angel five angel soul species. And we're going to start uh, with the least dense and go to the most dense. And that way um, it's a little easier to um, track why the uh, qualities of the angel soul species are what they are if we start at that other sure. end. Sure, yes. It's always essence first, yeah. So angel souls, of course, have been around, or angels uh, in our, our common lore have been around forever. Um, winged beings, um, guardian angels, uh, guides, however you want to call them. Uh, not all guides are angels, but all discarnate angels uh, are almost always guides if they are um, uh, reachable by someone with third eye gifts uh, here. So um, let's just uh, remind ourselves uh, with uh, identities, um, 
pretty strange uh, ontogeny. Uh, <laughs> and, and that and is. Is uh, it any stranger than anyone else's, though? Like, it's. Well, it's, I get. Yeah, that's like, true. Look at Scientology's ontogeny, it's oh, really oh, wild. Uh, parodied crazy. by South Park. Oh, my God. Yes. A detritus of alien uh, uh, beings uh, in our in our brainstem or something. Oh, my God. And th there's a great example of a rabbit hole of we could do five podcasts <laughs> <Yes>. just examining <laughs> the cosmological ontogenies of paradigms because our critical thinking has gotten to a place where we won't just accept fairy tales anymore. Right. But the ontogenies of the paradigms haven't changed. They're just not talked about. <laughs> <laughs> right. And for those uh, who don't don't want to look up uh, the definition, the ontogeny is mm. is the structural um, origin of uh, life and consciousness. Well, where did it all begin? Uh, uh, like the story in Genesis, of course, for Christianity. Uh, we have our own Genesis and identity, and it's it's got its mysteries because as children or progeny of divine being, we will never know uh, 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 precisely uh, how the ontogenic sequence unfolded, but we've got a pretty good idea enough that it's at least at least non-contradictory. Uh, mm. Just because it's non-contradictory doesn't mean it's accurate. There are two different measurements, but if it's uh, non-contradictory and it has cogency uh, beyond just non-contradictionability, uh, then we've got a little bit better chance that maybe this might be semi-accurate enough for us humanized versions of uh, souls down here in this most dense universe. Mm. So uh, God, one day, here we go, God realized it existed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how, it, how it realized this, um, we have no idea any more than Buddhism's um, uh, ontogeny. Well, one day, uh, Buddha nature, one part of Buddha nature uh, peeled off uh, from the, the, all the rest of Buddha nature. And uh, they don't have any explanation for why that is, except some skandic theories that actually don't make much sense uh, if you reduce them critic with critical thinking. Um, but if but, you do uh, reduce them to critical thinking, then that's just your silly mind, you know, yes. <laughs> trying to grip reality. So. Right, exactly. So no, no amount of logical analysis applies to Buddhistics onto, Buddhism's ontogeny, even though many of them try every single day. Mm -hmm. So one, we, in our picture, one day God realized it existed, and how it how it realized it existed is a, will always be a mystery. Um, but the next thing that happens is a little less mysterious, um, that this uh, awakened uh, aspect of God, of course, we've said before, is the yang version of divine being. Uh, and it uh, it was pretty pleased with itself. Uh, well, here it, we, here I am. What the hell is that, so to speak? What the hell is that? Actually, that's pretty uh, <laughs> cool a uh, thing because everything downline of this has capacity to go to the shits, really. And that um, was the origin of hell in that moment. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> right there. Anyway, after a while of uh, the young version of God uh, um, looking around and going, well, I don't know what I am or what this is or where I came from. Uh, it realized that it must have pre-existed um, its awareness of that it that it existed, uh, um, even though it was pretty pleased with itself that it was all by itself in one way, which set a template for the worst aspects of young beings on this planet anyway, who think uh, that uh, the young and men especially 
uh, believes and lives as if uh, it is a centra, a, 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 an aside en entity uh, prior to every other entity, which is the with the seedbed for patriarchy, of course. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, it realized um, that uh, it must have pre-existed uh, uh, before it was aware that it existed. And as, as soon as it did that, asked that question or went into that domain, but a bing, so we say, um, the yin aspect of God that did pre-exist, the yang aspect of God of realizing it existed, it awoke because the yang aspect of, of God said, I must have pre-existed before I realized I existed. And then, of course, the yin aspect of God uh, um, is uh, got a different set of bandwidths. It's all God. But as soon as she, we will use uh, some pronouns here um, that... Uh, are a little antiquated in some domains <laughs> of this world, but we're going to use them anyway. Since we don't to... know what Divine Yin's uh, preferred pronouns would be, it's not on their <laughs> yeah. uh, Facebook profile. <laughs> That's exactly right. Her profile. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're not mocking uh, these other domains, just that there are some interesting, almost comical limits, um, uh, to, especially when, here's a rabbit hole, you know, when a five-year-old gets to choose what gender she wants to be called, mm -hmm. uh, and the parents let them. Yeah. There are some limits here. At any rate, uh, the point being in this is the as soon as the yin divine being uh, awakened, uh, they uh, were so happy uh, to have see that they were a hydra, a two-headed hydra beast, so to speak, <laughs> that uh, they were indelibly connected. But as soon as they became conscious that they were two aspects of the same God, well, there was an uh, urge to merge. And uh, that urge to merge created their firstborn, which we have been all over these centuries been calling the Christ, the Christ or the Christos or the Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness is actually the firstborn of um, of a divine being, a yin and yang, and the uh, conflation of Jesus, a, a mortal man expression of a soul, uh, was uh, uh, conflated with the firstborn when it was the Christos, or the Christ consciousness, that was the firstborn. Jesus, the Christ, uh, there was an equivocation there that was, well, let's just say made up pretty nicely. So uh, once that happened, once the, the, the third aspect of divine being was born out of the urge to merge, which is a, a technical discussion that's not needed right now, uh, out of the, um, uh, the, the, what we call the, now the, the Krista, uh, because of our, the yin divine being having ages these days over the earth's consciousness, uh, the Krista then unfolded all the soul species. So all the soul species are inside the Krista, the firstborn of divine yin and yang. And all three of them, that's the Trinity, not Father, Son, and Holy Ghosh or Holy Ghost or Holy Gosh, whatever we want to say. It's a, a divine yin, divine yang, and the Krista. Uh, so all the soul species came out. Uh, they, they were the product of the urge to merge. Uh, so technically, the yin and yang divine being are our grandparents, and our actual parent is the Krista. There's something that's different than any other um, ontogeny that I know of anyway. Same here, yeah. So um, uh, the first souls that fell out of or unfolded out of the Krista um, were the Michaelite angels. The angels, all, all five soul species of the angels, all were the first self-reflective um, uh, soul beings that came out of the divine beings urged to merge out of the child Krista. And uh, as um, uh, in perfect 
asymmetry that is actually symmetrical if you go in a little further, the first soul species reflected yin divinity in its beingness uh, first. Uh, in other words, the yang divine being awakened first, but it realized it was pre pre-existed by the yin aspect of divine being, which uh, the, the fractal we've already mentioned, um, that particular thing is is also reflected in how all, both men and women come out of women. I have a, a, I'm sorry to interrupt. I have a burning question here that maybe we can't okay. go into because it's a rabbit hole. Is the Christo, is the Christo the vehicle by which duality comes out of non-duality or pre-duality? Let's just say that um, the empty womb space of yin divinity uh, is, is in yin divinity. Mm -hmm. But the Krista is the canal that comes out of that womb space. In other uh -huh. words, uh, the uterus, if we can use a, 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 a human metaphor, the uterus is actually in yin divinity. But the canal of egress <laughs> uh, uh -huh. comes out, uh, is represented by the uh, Krista. Is it possible to experience the Krista? It's really a good question. It's much more difficult to experience the Krista uh, because we are indelibly linked to it. Yeah. Whereas mama, great grandma, or no, grandma and grandpa are more distant, which means there's more relational space between us and them. Ah. Uh, the Krista, we don't, it never really came clear that we should pray to the Krista in any tradition, uh, especially Christianity. But so they prayed to Jesus instead. You see how that mm -hmm. conflation really got confused. But um, you're exactly right. It's like um, to to pray to the to to the Krista is like praying to your own back. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, we're coming out of a Bay's relief. Mm -hmm. uh, we're like Bay's relief sculptures um, out of the mural of the um, Krista. So good question. So our soul is actually kind of um, Krista adjacent. Um, it's still down line of the Krista, mm -hmm. uh, but it's the our soulfulness is the first iteration. Uh, its first iteration is confluent in the back, in the rear with Krista. Okay, structurally, does that make All sense? Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, in that sense, the uh, the first angel soul species. Uh, took their thematics and their dynamical um, uh, being uh, bandwidths uh, from yin divinity who existed first technically in this sequence. Uh, and that means uh, the yin themes are love, connectedness, relationalness. Um, the, the first angels to unfold there we call Michaelites in identity. And uh, they're basically a yin a yin um, a population of angels. The Michael the archangel was always seen as a yang-based um, uh, angel, uh, but uh, in our picture, that's just not so. It's um, Mikael, M-I-C-H-A, Mikael, Michael, um, is actually a yin being, not a yang being. That sword that everybody sees in, uh, in, in Michael the archangel, it's it's actually a hoop. Uh, we can say. <laughs> it's awfully it's, young it's, for a yin yeah, angel. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So at any rate, the Michaelites um, reflect all the yin divine um, aspects of consciousness, 
And uh, they're the least dense. They they come right out of uh, the first uh, babies, uh, so to speak, baby souls out of um, Yin Divinity, out of uh, the Krista. And Michaelites, uh, were, uh, of course, all these angel five angel soul species are all incarnate can be incarnatives of Earth. Um, so when we find them as Earthlings, as they manifest and and uh, incarnate here as Earth beings. We've been able to track the, the qualities of them through their human expressions. So it becomes a really nice gestalt to um, see their origin and then see how it translates to being manifesting with flesh, blood, and bone here in the Terran universe. So most uh, Michaelite angels, because they're the least dense, they're really challenged to come here because this Terran universe, as we said previously, is the most dense uh, dimension of divinity the most dense. So when the least dense soul beings uh, incarnate in the most dense universe, well, it's it's carnage, basically. The first bunch of dozens of lives Michaelites uh, dare to come here. They weren't the first to come here. We'll get to that uh, shortly. But uh, the, when they do dare to come here, they suicide uh, many times before they can uh, really acclimate to this depth of uh, edgy density, edgy, edgy density. It's um it's be like as we've said that metaphor so many times you come if you if you do scuba diving, uh, you can't go immediately down to the deepest deeps. Um, you have to gra gradually acclimate, to, and there's an acclimation process that uh, also it happens for Michaelites. But when they do finally get here and and, and create a stable uh, stable existence, um, their theme is well connectedness uh, and love, uh, yin yin absorption. Uh, if you happen to be a Michaelite angel incarnating in Earth, and you wind up being an Enneagram nine point nine, hmm. you are the you are the most uh, porous version of uh, the most porous uh, um, soul species. So we've met, we actually know um, a couple of um, uh, nine point uh, point nine Enneagram Michaelites, and boy, they have a they default innocently and sweetly to um to this connect collective collectiveness is their nature yeah really it's a it's a it's it's more like bees in a hive mm -hmm. uh than it is um actually separate individuation they are separate but like like we used to say all the time uh, one, in the in the michaelite uh queendom uh, mm. uh one movement of one michaelite angel affects the movement of all all the rest of them it was really astounding to me uh, that I actually had was a guest uh, at one point in my 30s, uh, just after the Enlightenment, uh, where I actually uh, was um, my my uh, girlfriend at the time. I don't think we had married Kai and I yet. Uh, we uh, we went to a um, uh, we were uh, ready to go to a, a movie theater to see a, a film, and as soon as I got into the theater. Uh, I started to get in the theater and sit down. Something started to happen, and uh, I lost my eyes. I couldn't really see easily the screen in front of me in the movie theater, and all I saw was a, a really white, bright, goldish, bluish—I hard to remember—horizon. Um, and that horizon just kept coming more and more toward me. And it, it was it, it seemed like it was moving toward me, but I actually was on a trip arcing toward it. Or you can I couldn't really say which way it was, but I, it was a guest trip. I, I don't know why. Um, I lasted about ten minutes uh, while the while the coming attractions were still going on, 
And uh, I, I told Guy, I, we got to get out of here. We, I got to get home. So by the time we pulled up in front of the house we were renting, I'm running out of the car. She, she had to drive because I was seeing this half, this whole queendom, this whole uh, landscape coming at me that I had no idea what it was. And I didn't do drugs and LSD in the 60s. So this was <laughs> not a, a flashback. Um, by the time I, I got, I ran out of the car and I'm ripping my clothes off because I, I realized instinctively I had to be naked to uh, be part of this uh, this uh, journey. So by the time I reached the front door, I'm all basically naked and Kaya's um, actually trying to unlock the door. And I ran to the bed uh, and, and laid down. And then I had a trip through the Michaelite uh, kingdom. It was unbelievable. Um, millions and millions of them, but uh, uh, I could they the farther away they were and the closer they were, it didn't matter. I sensed many of them were far away and 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 many of them were close to me in this um little think of think of um being uh, in a in a in a transparent little mini sub going through a whole school of fish. Mm. Uh, I could see that some of the fish, we they were parting as, as I was going through it, uh, much like fish would part if you were going through with a transparent mini sub. But I knew that some of them were further than, than uh, further away from me than close, but they were all the same size, which is completely a, a, a crazy making uh, because you, our visual system, of course, uh, smaller is farther away and closer is bigger. At any rate, uh, the love and connectedness of it, uh, they all were separate, but they were all joined in some manner on their borders of being. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're all linked by their wing wing aspects. And so that that, that little trip through the uh, Michaelite kingdom set the whole soul species thing going right then and there. Mm -hmm. That's how it incepted, which I don't think I've talked much about. I've heard you tell the story before, but not that not that length there, no. Yeah. So that's why it was the first soul species that I became acquainted with. And I think it was literally given to me so that it would the whole rest of the, the soul species could cascade or unfold from yeah. that way. Yeah. So mm -hmm. at any rate, um, when they come here, let's get to that. Um, we've only got five to do, so I think we'll have time. <laughs> so we could stretch, stretch <laughs> out and take our time. But we only did five last time, I think. Right. Yeah, About that's that, right. So. Yeah. So um, when they come here, um, they they just beca because they're yin absorptive, they take in everything, uh, whether it's conditioning by uh, their their culture, their conditioning by their parents, uh, emotional tones and and bandwidths are easily absorbed of the most porous soul species. So um, whatever mommy and daddy do or don't do, the lack and the, the lack of neglect or the presence of abuse, boy, it just becomes part of their nature. And learning how to sort what they absorb uh, that's not theirs can become literally insane making, uh, literally insane making. Um, <laughs> they, um, they're sponges for, as I think you say in your um and you're right up here. Uh, they're sponges for all the suffering in the world, mm. and so it all goes into them. Uh, and there's since there's more suffering in this world, uh, at least for those who can feel it, even with people who have smiley faces all the time. Yeah, uh, they, are, they are very sensitive to that those suffering patterns because there's no such thing as suffering in the Michaelite kingdom. There's no suffering whatsoever. 
So this is why it's so difficult for them to have orig originally start incarnating here. Uh, it's cr just in insane making. What percentage um, of um, uh, <laughs> uh, homeless people or institutionalized people would you guess are megalites? Um, I'd say 40 to 50%. Yeah. Um, especially re remember that uh, it takes a long time to acclimate many lifetimes, many incarnations, 50 or four, 30 to 40, uh, let's say, to stabilize. So if you're even in your 20th uh, try here, the odds that you're going to be institutionalized or homeless is high. The, 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 uh, the percentage is high. It's not, it's not only, but certainly I would say the preponderance of institutionalized folks and homeless folks are Michaelite angels. Mm -hmm. It's also a lot why a lot of them are sweet or acclimated to become very bitter. Um, yeah. It's uh, if it feels like God has let, has um, abandoned them, um, and that is not untrue from their point of view. This Terran kingdom is technically, in our language and the way our consciousness perception works, we're the farthest from divine being, even though nothing is outside of divine being. Divine being is the least, least dense, uh, and the Terran universe and our flesh, blood, and bone bodies are the most, most dense. So it feels like God is far away. Imagine uh, uh, being on Pluto relative to the sun. Uh, that's uh, how Earth feels, especially for Michaelites. All angel souls, uh, to some degree, but Michaelites, the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't know how to manage um, uh, their heartfulness with all this suffering. They have to form very strong defenses, but even those defenses are not well demarcated. They're porous also, which means there's always a mix of defenses and honest authenticity uh, there's a naivete, we could say, uh, to um, Michaelites that don't even know that they are naive. Uh, it's really an interesting yeah. dynamic. Um, it's unselfconsciousness that that's a function of yin. Yes, unselfconscious. They're not relation. They're, they're so not. They're they're so relational with other. They're not self-relational. Yeah. So. Um, that's um, also uh, autistic uh, folks, um, which is the label our our silly culture puts on uh, on uh, certain consciousness conditions. Uh, Michaelites are very often uh, autistic uh, souls, uh, uh, what we call a label autistic, deeper on the spectrum, on the Asperger spectrum. And the increase in um, ASD people is because more angel souls have been incarnating in the last 50 years, would you say? Uh, yes, um, uh, since the 60s. Uh, the 60s, the turning point of Aquarius, uh, I forget the astrological stuff um, mm -hmm. about, it depends on the astrological version you're using. But uh, some sort of the Aquarian age, since that time, the uh, early 60s, which is why there was so much tumultuous uh, um, upheaval in the status quo all over the world of tradition, uh, was because uh, angel souls and other less dense souls started incarnating here. On the way, it's only been 56, 50 or 60 years now, and uh, but it's on the way with the real estate um, percentage of non-porous to porous uh, souls, density souls, um, is changing and it's equalizing, whereas before it is much more here, two-thirds of the planet, it were Terran souls mostly, but that is getting diluted uh, by the day uh, now at this stage, especially since yin divinity has made it much more welcoming for Michaelite angel angels in general, 
But and this is not just ASD, but uh, what they call ADD, ADHD, yes. and all kinds of quote-unquote mental illness. It's just because more yes. poor souls are showing up and they can't, uh, they can't cope as well. Yes. They can't compensate down their feelings. And so they, those issues are irrepressible and the yes. Western medicine doesn't know what to do with them. Good point. Exactly right. And another, another way to say all this, to kind of sum it up, is that um, they're really um, dilute, um, dispersed in their identities. Um, they feel connected, like the, imagine octopus legs coming out of a Michaelite. They're connected to everything so much more other relational than self-relational that their own identity becomes very um, mystically um, uh, hard to feel which makes it hard for them to heal their wounds also, their conditioned wounds like we all soul species have from insufficient parenting. It's hard to get to their, what they would have been had they had ideal Michaelite parents, for example. If they don't have Michaelite parents uh, who knew how to relate to them 24-7 for about mm, 11, 12 years, uh, their first 11, 12 years, they're going to have um, uh, woundings very specific to Michaelite angels uh, in the fact that they don't, they can't find their central identity very easily. This is a good place to insert that angel souls as children, you almost always have at least one angel soul parent. Yes. But not necessarily, but usually have one. Yeah, if they don't have an angel soul parent, they'll usually, um, I, that's de rigueur, that's default now after all these uh, centuries of incarnate or millennia. Uh, but when it first started out, it was a catch-as-catch-can thing. If you don't, if an angel soul, especially a Michaelite, doesn't have at least one angel parent, they'll go, they'll go mad. Um, yeah. uh, they'll literally, or or sometimes they'll develop cancer early on as a child, uh, as a way be, out of their confusion. Mm -hmm. So once, but once they get stabilized, um, one thing that uh, Michaelites and uh, the next category, Raphaelites, which we'll talk about. We're going to skip through though. We're going to do the main three and then the two derivatives. Yeah, um, but uh, the Michaelite and Raphaelite kingdom, once they get stabilized in a number of incarnations, more than a few hundred, they are really drawn to the spotlight. Uh, Michaelites and uh, and 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 uh, all the angel soul species. Anyway, if they get stabilized, there are certain arcs in their evolution where they're really drawn to show business one way or another. Um, they like the lights. They like the, um, they can feel literally the, especially Michaelites, they can feel everyone watching them when they're in a movie. Uh, even though the movie is of course on, on the set cut with scenes and, they, and it's all edited together in the end, they're still, while they're acting, they are very aware that people's eyes are going to be on them. And so Michaelites, um, love to be uh, movie stars because it becomes part of a group identity. It's a form uh, of all the audience. Yeah. Exactly right. And that includes also uh, um, theater, not just movies, theater, comedy, uh, uh, theater, opera, film, all these things. Um, so some of the uh, more stable Michaelites this lifetime that we can um, sp spotlight, uh, Orlando Bloom, uh, if you look at his eyes, You'll see that they're they're somehow otherworldly, even though he's quite he had just enough grounding to be um, a pretty um, uh, a solid actor, as it were. But when they cast him in uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, as a, um, a, a like a Devic soul, or what were what were they? An elf. What were they 
Elf, yeah. Which are, it was like, which are really beyond Divic. They're very much uh, metaphoric for angel souls and they have the exactly savior right. sort of watching over so, guardian thing. Yes. And so when I saw the long white hair uh, of him uh, and the uh, in the Lord of the Rings, like, oh, Orlando, did you find a home in that role? Right. Um, Lindsay Lohan, too. Uh, she's a much younger uh, angels, a Michaelite angel soul. Uh, but she's she's confused. She's still learning how to be a self and be her identity shared by all the people, men who wanted to, um, let's say, merge with her physically uh, mm -hmm. and, and girls who she became a real hero, a heroine for um, in, the, in the good sense with an E at the end of heroine. Um, so but she's got that same Michaelite sparkle in her eye. And I, I, I always wondered why Orlando and her never found each other. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would have made a good couple. Sure. Uh, um, but the most famous, uh, we could say, Michael Eyed Angel, of course, is interestingly enough, uh, um, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. uh, he has actually been thought of as Michael the Archangel. Really? Uh, he is, yes. Yeah. A lot of his fans, there's a whole fanzine or a, a fanzine of a, a demographic. Are you kidding me? I had no, no idea. Michael, yeah. Michael the Archangel. And, and for good reason, I mean, this guy, he's right at the um, cusp of, of moving from early incarnation to medium uh, incarnations, which is why he um, had such a problem with shape-shifting his face and fitting in. He was here long enough to be able to um, have all of his gifts really shine through, really amazing gifts, uh, but, but not quite yet incarnated enough to have a central identity. Uh, his own mother was uh, completely and father were unable to really receive him, uh, which is why uh, when Elizabeth Taylor came along, she became mother and he wanted to be like her so much because he mothered, she mothered him in a way that her own mother, his own mother didn't, that he had all his plastic surgery uh, trying to make himself look like, um, uh, hmm. who did I just say? Uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, the uh, the other shining star, Michael Eyed Angel, is uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, this poor, this wonderful, tragic soul, uh, Michael Eyed Angel, um, just literally was was in the, one of those lifetimes where she had to learn almost precisely on the cusp what it means to be a person and a shared um, identity with everyone who she comes in contact with. She became an icon of, of drawn um, uh, 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 people so drawn to her uh, and the light that, that comes out of her, much like Meg Ryan, even though Meg Ryan's another angel soul species, uh, they light up the screen. Uh, the, light, the light from their souls shows up and cameramen will tell you this. Uh, uh, Meg Ryan, for example, and um, Marilyn Monroe, the, the, the way they would record on their little light meters means they didn't have to light them very much in their films. <laughs> really? really yeah, they had, to adjust, they, adjusted, had to adjust to, um, so they didn't white out too much. It was really mm -hmm. interesting. Um, so Marilyn Monroe, Michael um, Jackson, Michael Jackson um, uh, Lindsay Lohan, and Orlando Bloom are good examples of Michaelites. But if you ever meet one, uh, one last piece about Michaelites, um, they are the swan soul species that are guardian angels for all the Terrans on Earth. The Terrans are the youngest souls uh, uh, ever created, and the Michaelites are the oldest. And so, in a sense, here's a beautiful example where um, above our, our equator, um, 
uh, metaphor. They're back to back oldest to youngest. If you two people standing on the equator, one and they got back to back. If they look forward uh, from each of their points of view, they're twenty five thousand miles apart. But back to back, they're touching uh, all both in the same moment. A really interesting metaphor. And that's why Michaelites are the uh, guardian angels for Terrans. It's not the only species that uh, are garden are guides or guardians, but uh, what we have been calling guardian angels almost always are all Michaelites. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're going to go to the next um, unfolding. Uh, we're going in age now. The next um, unfolded soul species are um, Gabrielites. And uh, Gabrielites, well, like like Michaelites, um, came out of um, 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 Yin divinity. Now the Gabrielites uh, uh, take the theme of the Yang divinity, and their thematic is um, wisdom, wisdom, understanding, and willfulness. Um, Gabrielites, when they come here, they're very willful. But uh, we what we have here with Gabrielites is that they're Yangic, they're much more edged than Michaelites. And so if you can imagine, as we've made jokes about this whole podcast series, uh, Michaelites uh, and uh, the uh, Gabrielites uh, un unfolded and abut just more one level more dense than uh, Michaelites. And so in that uh, that little strip of um, psychodynamical bandwidth, uh, Michaelites and Gabrielites were really drawn to each other because one has almost no edges at all, and the other one has all very much edged. And the um, the metaphor of a of a yoni and a lingam really is just a play out of that mm -hmm. that uh, the presence and an edginess, quote unquote, sorry, uh, a hardness. Um, penetrating a, a an emptiness uh, is exactly a good metaphor for why there was along that border um, between the Michaelites and the Gabrielites, lots of activity, um, which we call a kanju, kanubiality uh, in identity. That's a mouthful for sure. Gabrielites, uh, um, their, their home, their home um, uh, do domain uh, is very much uh, loud. It's uh, much, much not, not, not silent and still like the Michaelites. We didn't mention that before, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and so there, theirs is noisy, and they're always arguing uh, with love. Of course, they're angels, but uh, they're always um, using willfulness and wisdom as the way they process reality. Uh, we want to get the processing reality. Oh, uh, Gabriel, right. I Gabriel, Gabrielite angels. Uh, Gabriel is the uh, archangel. Gabriel. Uh, and uh, as as the lore shows or, or talks about, but um, uh, Gabrielites uh, they they have both wisdom and willfulness, uh, just like their young grandpa, uh, uh, who um, has the same kind of edginess compared to Yin divinity. Uh, it's um, it's like um, the the uh, Gabrielites in that sense tend to be um, they, they'll incarnate more as males in this world uh, just like Michaelites I didn't mention tend to a slight percentage more of uh, uh, incarnate as women so when men incarnate as Michaelites a lot of times um, they they go they're, they're not cisgender um, cisgenderized mostly uh, if you're an angel soul at all and are a male in this world at present anyway it's hard sometimes to wrestle in uh, a yangic um, dynamic 
because uh, you um, you feel so much. And in this particular world, feelings and emotionality have been long assigned to women, not to men. And so they, especially if, if a Michaelite incarnates as a man and a Gabrielite incarnates as a woman, they can have gender questions uh, that are completely reasonable given the way they process reality. Michaelites, of course, process reality through love and connectedness um, and, and wisdom and will are the way that uh, Gabrielites process reality. Um, um, it's like uh, they're they're more individuated. The uh, Gabrielite angels in their home kingdom, they're they're not all linked together. There's space around each one of them, but um, uh, they they don't share edge boundaries uh, like some like the Michaelites do. So they're more individuated, just like divine being, uh, the young being here even is more segmented and edgy. Uh, and um, and so they're always um, they're full of lo lo light. Light is their uh, main dynamic, whereas in the Michaelites it's warmth. So when you see uh, a warm, a really warm soul that's uh, so so giving and so open, most of the time it's a Michaelite. When you see a really bright uh, soul, uh, it uh, and um, they they're otherworldly in some sense. They're usually Gabrielites. Mm. They, um, they, uh, the, the Gabrielites um, are, are really um, drawn to leadership also because of their willfulness. Um, the best example of a, um, and she has a young quality to her, is Meg Ryan. Uh, she looks, she's ultimately yinic shaped. I used to have such a crush on her, and I didn't understand why until she was yeah. a Gabrielite. Yes. Um, because she's got a definitiveness to her, which may, has made her a little crazy in some ways, mm -hmm. because the contrast between her feminine physical shape and her soulful theme of yang has, is really a uh, Marilyn Monroe was a Michaelite and had this had the physical shapings that were consonant with each other. They, they were resonant. But uh, Meg, she's she's a she's a um, uh, a pistol. Uh, mm -hmm. on and off the screen and 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 yet the light that comes out of her uh, is in some ways even a little brighter different frequencies than Marilyn Monroe as a Michael I that made that uh, Nicolas Cage movie City of Angels was it that it we is. talked about yeah. really ironic because she was at the actual angel soul and he wanted, yes. was playing the angel and actually they had it backwards which made yeah, it really kind uh, of funny well, old Nick uh, Cage there, yeah, he did his best trying to be an angel, but um, it was, uh, I, I see why they cast him, but really his energy just didn't fit uh, an angel. Yeah. Uh, maybe elusive by light, as we'll get to, but yeah. still it was, uh, she was the angel, and yet she was playing the human, and mm -hmm. so it was really interesting, like you say. Yeah, but she pulled it off because she's a Gabrielite. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, she did. Um, another Gabrielite that's uh, drawn to the um, the celebrity uh, uh, tiers of consciousness is um, Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the one the more recent ones, Kate Blanchett, is a, a classic Michael or uh, Gabrielite. She has a very similar, a different bandwidth of Yang, but a lot of Yang. Uh, despite being uh, in in really a, um, what we would call the culture would call it um, 
attractive luminescent uh, um, female shapes and she but, uh, was she, in uh, Lord of the Rings as the as the elven queen right yes, uh, Galadriel exactly. yeah and she just yes. rocked that the, the gaze uh -huh. that she had it was perfect you bet. yeah that they that she had a presence there that the mm. elves didn't have in some way but even though she was playing in that uh, mm -hmm. because she was the boss lady she had yeah. that form but boy Kate just rocked that as you mm -hmm. say the most classic uh, Gabriel Angel uh, male, of course, is um, is a uh, John Lennon. Wait, I thought uh, we were recasting him as Raphaelite. I was sold on well, that. Well, yeah. Right. What um, do you think? I go back and forth Monday, uh -huh. Wednesdays, and Fridays, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I, I could I do a flip the coin. So let's make the argument today for a uh, uh, a Gabrielite. Um, go with that. Uh, he, he he had a penetrative way of going right to the music and to lyrics in his uh, compositions. It was more laser-like and linear Young-like. Yeah. Well, you could tell uh, McCartney uh, spiraled his way uh, to uh, his music. Uh, you, you could just feel that. And that's why they made such an amazing songwriting team, because uh, uh, they would talk with each other. They'd, they'd start jamming, and then the theme would come up, and then um, uh, uh, McCartney would spiral his way uh more yinic uh in that way and um and McCart and um and lennon would would lay it down uh yeah. I love and so it was really well, here's a here's a good example of, of how ebe would sort of um come to bear on something like this i i would want to know what john lennon would look like after he healed his depression oh yes because uh -huh. if he had healed his depression maybe oh, yes. some of the raphaelite joviality that we haven't talked about yet but we will get to that yes. maybe that playfulness would have come out but certainly at the level of the observation there was far more right. yang um, rather yes. than yin yang balance i agree yeah it's a great that's a great um overlay um yeah. because the childhood conditioning um well, coming out of a fairly rough uh a dodgy uh, uh a part of britain uh, at the time being raised in um a pretty dense, uh, uh, um, soul, uh, um, dense uh, population from yeah. his parents and stuff. Uh, he, he was hugely depressed, uh, and of course, when Ono came around, uh, uh, she, uh, she just, she, he was the mother. She was the mother that another angel soul. I don't quite get her soul species. I haven't typed it. Uh, we have her as Betelgeist. Um, oh yeah, she is by Betelgeist. Yeah. That's right. Um, and her oddness is what, what so resonated with how odd John and un, un, unsettled John Lennon felt in his own skin. Mm -hmm. And here was a Beto guys who was just just these um, goofy, goofy, loopy, brilliant people. Um, and she's a performance artist, of course. But boy, did they knit uh, when mm -hmm. I saw that. Yeah, they were so resonant that way for that reason. So good point about the. The um, the depression really informing his personality structures, and so it's uh, a lot of times um, enneagram points, as we talked last time, spacer uh, aspects can really adjut their adjectives and adverbs, and really makes it hard sometimes to get through all the layers of what the soul species is. Um, and we'll 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 make the argument that he's a Raphaelite uh, when we get to there. <laughs> Another Gabrielite uh, that shines with exactly. This is identities. You make the call. Remember IBM's <laughs> yes, You make exactly. the call from Monday yeah. Night Football. There, there's very few pedantic. <laughs> there's not much pedantics uh, uh, in uh, identity. Just because uh, Joseph and I have a lot of passion 
uh, for the truths of, uh, of identity. It's all, what if this were true? It's all held with an open hand, no absolutes, uh, which is why it's hard to sell identity because it doesn't have those absolute truisms. It doesn't live by absolutism. No human being can know absolute truth. It's, and that we actually uh, bullshit ourselves that we can is still astounding to me. It's like, I let go out, so, out sometimes and people still smoke. Oh, yeah. Right, I guess they do. People still... Are 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 um, drawn to absolute truths. What? Uh, it's just crazy making for me sometimes. Anyway, the same sort of young, uh, uh, young soulfulness and yin uh, shapes to the uh, blood, flesh, blood, and bone version is Charlize Theron uh, out of South Africa uh, or Australia? No, South Africa. I think she is. I think so. And uh, she's she's got a, a huge amount of yang in her. But translates it yin, yin, yinfully in many roles that she plays. So, but what um, was that movie where she gained all that weight? Was it Monster? Monster. Monster. Yeah. yeah Monster. Boy, right. did her Gabrielite uh, oomphness oh. show in that film, and she rocked that really. role. Yeah, and that was before um, uh, um, all the great makeup uh, things, like the whale with uh, uh, that, that's been uh, um, what's his name getting an Academy Award for this. I'm sure. Mm. The guy who played the first Mummy movies, what was his, that actor's name? Uh, uh, oh God, I see his face. Anyway, he there was no big makeup. Um, uh, you couldn't wear a fat suit. Uh, he plays a really heavy uh, person, tragic, beautiful figure in a current movie right now. And uh, Charlize uh, really gained the weight uh, mm -hmm. for all for all that and became a haggard addict type personality and just astounding and the reason angel souls make good actors is because literally angel souls all five soul species um are are having to learn to act like humans <laughs> this is why they're drawn to um to act, act they already humans. see their personalities as arbitrary exactly right mm -hmm. so so they're already um act their way to acclimate as a human so they can sub act they can subdivide that that uh, dynamic mm -hmm. um i i could have had a, a role a, a good movie career too uh they they can become the role i've seen you act yeah it was it, it uh, was actually kind of alarming for several people in the room when you did it, it was like oh yes. my god where did he go <laughs> yeah exactly and then and then when i came back to myself these few these uh, several people Wait, can we trust that that's really him? Is mm. that him or is that an act too? You see, is, well, but this is all angel soul stuff. That That's also a function of soul experience too. If you've had yes. a lot of lives, you have yes. a sort of inbuilt meta perspective of like, yeah, I could be anyone because you've been, yes. you've, you've got a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, well, experience and uh, experience, tried on a different sure. personalities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they process uh, Gabrielite souls um, process um, reality of course uh, through wisdom and uh, will. So um, in that sense, um, let's go on to the next soul species that unfolded the young the um, the youngest uh, of the three, and that's the Luciferites. The Luciferites, um, bless their hearts, um, they came out equally yin and yang, whereas the yin and yang of Yin divinity and Yang divinity became out pure in the Michaelites and Gabrielites. Luciferites uh, came out uh, of of the Krista uh, mixed, perfectly 50-50. And this is why um, they wound up doing what they wound up doing, as we'll get to here in a moment, seeding all the rest of the uh, soul species downline of their density. 
So lucophilites have equal capacities of uh, love and connectedness and um, wisdom and uh, will. So in that sense, um, lucophilites, because they have a lot of will and they have a lot of love, uh, the, the, uh, all the gen genesis in Christianity and Judaism of Lucifer, the archangel, thought that they, it's taught um, that he, he thought his, he was smarter than God or his will was better suited to God uh, than God's uh, in this on, on the earth, so to speak. Uh, but there's only one, you know, dimension to that uh, in Christianity. Of course, they collapse them all into one. But uh, Lucifer uh, was was uh, said to be the tempter. But actually, if you tr translate that, Lucifilites, because they were the seed souls for all the rest of the um, soul species, which we'll sum up here in a moment, they're the most comfortable with this level of density. Uh, they're the originators of all the other soul species. The most dense lucifilites wound up uh, populating um, uh, as seed souls for this Terran universe. So when they incarnate here, especially if you've had, I mean, lucifilite has had more than three or 400 incarnations here in the last 130,000 years, um, they're, they're very much at home here. The, that angel soul species is very much at home. They have their feet have the capacity to be equal to their wings and their bandwidths of being. So they tend to be pretty balanced. They're also drawn to soul, to, um, to uh, show business um, often, but uh, they're also great writers and, um, and, and inventors. Uh, uh, one of the, um, Leonardo da Vinci was a, a classic Lucifilite. His conditioning made him uh, non-cisgender or pan-gender in some ways. But uh, um, he was a, an amazing Lucifile soul. We'll get to some other examples. But Leonardo da Vinci is one of a uh, Lucifile soul who was so ahead of his time. He had pre prescience, pre pre prescience. I always forget how to pronounce prescience. that. Prescience. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and so he, came, he saw into the future helicopters and tanks and all sorts of things that uh, his engineering genius and, of course, all in his art also. There's a good example of wings and feet. Mm -hmm. His art, art, artistry in painting and uh, uh, and sculpture, and um, his engineering in um, in uh, his uh, little his inventions that he drew out. Equal young, he could write with both hands in both directions yes. at the same time. In both yeah. directions, right? Mm -hmm. uh, ambid ambidextrous and what do they call that? Uh, I forget how you can write backwards. Uh, what I that's called? I have no idea. So Leonardo da Vinci is a very a historical figure um, that. Uh, uh, really um, uh, uh, shows Lucifilite um, uh, characteristics. Balanced yin and yang, they're soul level strong, they're powerful people. Uh, oh, but we didn't talk about wing color. Um, mm. uh, Michaelites uh, tend to have pinkish uh, hues to their wings. Um, you know, Gabrielites tend to have goldish, if I, yeah, I think that's what we have also written down. I forget what we have written down. But um, but Lucifile so souls, Lucifile angels have blackish uh, wings that on the inside are iridescent, like are opalescent, like uh, mother of pearl, that mm -hmm. uh, kind of um, uh, all, all rainbow colors. But they have dark wings, uh, almost black on the outside, and that was another reason why uh, seers and oracles um, or, or sensitives saw Lucifer as 
dark or as a devil because he was dark. He had dark wings as opposed to the light wings, uh, lighter wings of Michaelites and Gabrielites. So Luciferites um, are, are, have been incarnating here longer than any other soul species. because and all for, the that, others... for that reason, by the way, they look wonderful in black. Oh, yes. Thanks. Yes. For that reason, uh, black or, or uh, not, not white, white, but they look good in off white or ecru. They will look good in, mm -hmm. but uh, they, they not, not in, not in white, white. Uh, mm -hmm. bla black uh, is a great color in them. They tend to wear solid colors, not prints. Um, uh, prints just don't look right with their face. It just doesn't work. It collides with it. So um, if uh, you have a, a, a soul that uh, looks to you like it has some leadership qualities, um, is more grounded, and yet has an uncharacteristic wisdom and heartfulness, they're likely uh, a, uh, a Luciferite angel. Okay, so for Michaelites, I have love, warmth, and connectedness. Yes. For Gabrielites, I have wisdom, light, and willfulness. Yes. What would we say for Luciferites? It's tricky to characterize yin and yang both. Yeah, it is. Um, uh it's uh it's almost it's like a kaleidoscope is a blend of, mm. of, of overlapping um, intersecting circles uh, when you look through a kaleidoscope and twist mm. the cylinder mm -hmm. it's hard to assign it because there's uh there's they're prismatic they will they mm -hmm. will prism um uh, like a prism breaks down light into rainbow colors uh you the colorfulness of uh, of lucifilites as a in that metaphor of color makes it hard to to say how they process they process um they, they actually the net result of having equal yin and yang is they, they they're, they're forbearance i was just um, gonna say that that's yeah, what i look yeah. for there's a feeling of that they're carrying something on a soul level yes they they're forbearing and very impatient uh they're not a, a lucid uh, gabrielites can be quite impulsive uh, and Lucifer lights tend to be more um, introspective and ruminative uh, in that way. And so that gives them more room. They're a little slower to react uh, unless, of course, you were um, raised in a Jewish, Italian uh, or uh, some other Mediterranean family. And you may be a little more impulsive like be I a been. layer on top. Forbearance, yeah, exactly. I like. Yeah, for sure. Introspective and maybe one more, one more word. Um, I would say, as opposed to love, I would say caring. Mm. Uh, my love and caring are very different. Uh, caring is the is the net result of loving, whereas loving you can love from afar, but Luciferites can't love from afar. They they their love translates as caringness. So they're always trying to help the world, but they don't lose themselves when they give to others like Michaelites tend to do. When Michaelites become our, our huge givers uh, 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 to people, but they lose themselves in the giving, uh, they, their identity is giving in some way, Michaelites. But Luciferites, in their caringness, they always retain their own edgy self-centered because they've got feet. Uh, on the ground, equal to their spiritual angel wings. Mm -hmm. So I think we've got it. That that would uh, yeah, be yeah. Forbearance, our introspection, and care. I think that works. Right. Um, some 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 notable folks in history. I already talked about Leonardo da Vinci. Um, Johnny Depp is a classic Luciferite. Boy, this guy's 
he's conflicted. Uh, he doesn't know which way is up. Um, that's why he can play pan gender roles also like he did in the in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Uh, where you it's definitely he's got a yin kind of non cisgender gay overlay, but for sure likes women uh, that way. But uh, he he plays that his is uh, Jack Sparrow is the perfect just like. Um, the uh, elf or Orlando Bloom. Uh, and Johnny Edward Depp. Scissorhands was also very oh, um, yes. non oh, sort of uh, questionably hetero or like uncategorizable or something. Uncategorizable. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Johnny Depp is the is the is the um, uh, a, a real uh, epitome of a Luciferite uh, um, soul. Uh, um, uh, a, a female taking female this life and Sarah Silverman is um, another uh, a classic Lucifer. She's whip whip smart, um, mm -hmm. uh, fierce uh, smart, and very uh, caring too. Very caring, very caring. Uh, she's empathetic. Um, she's, a lot of times, I see her struggling. If you're if you ever listen to this, uh, Sarah, I'm a real fan. I sometimes you, your struggle to move your insides to your outsides mm. um, some is sometimes very pal, uh, very perceivable for someone who is shares the same soul species as you and my and my I can feel empathically how hard it is for you to find your center sometimes but you're so you're so good at ad lib um, that you've learned to kind of live without that strong ability to translate your insides to your outsides. So that's a read I would do for Sarah if I ever had the opportunity to meet her. Mm. On the dark side, uh, we have Adolf Hitler uh, was a Lucifile angel. This is the only reason, uh, 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 even though um, uh, Stalin was actually more of a despot murderer uh, mm -hmm. than than uh, than Hitler was. Um, Stalin was a classic Gethian. But Adolf, he had he was going to be a priest and he was an artist. He had this whole other uh, dynamical. He was a vegetarian. Vegetarian, way ahead of his time. Mm -hmm. And his eyes were so um, uh, penetrative and he hit history at exactly the right time. The Ger German uh, uh, Germans, of course, had ingloriously lost the First World War and uh, were still burning and uh, wanting revenge that way. So he took, he surfed all that resentment uh, that the world uh, did them in and, and uh, in World War One. And so he, his magnetism, uh, he he's he was not he's not a Gephian. He was a Lucifer angel, which is why his damage may have been less than Stalin's in the expressed world, but his damage in the other intangible bandwidths of consciousness was far far worse. He made good people. He he he, he, he induced them to do dark deeds. Mm -hmm. This is something that Stal a Gephian can't do. Mm -hmm. um, Gephians rule and order good Terrans to do bad things. Hitler was much more nefarious. He drew it out of their souls and made them like it, made mm -hmm. them that it was their duty to be masters of the world. Also, a classic Lucifer angel. He was a he was a crazy, um, crazy for relics and and uh and spiritual kinds of uh, yeah i mean nazism grew out of like you know uh an actual kind of psycho spiritual cult unlike yes. stalinism which was just basically about power and control and there was there was an actual you know model behind nazism that actually had some spiritual meat to it yeah and the swastika itself was an old yeah. uh, um a totem of uh, an arcane kind of um, Illuminati, uh, I guess is a good way to uh, to say that in the original. Uh, but boy, this the damage he did 
has lasted for generations, whereas uh, Stalin's uh, 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 ended when he died and his reign died. Look, we're, there's still skinheads. There's still people um, uh, making a god out of Hitler to this day. Yeah. That's how deep he went into the ground consciousness of the planet. And only a Luciferal angel uh, could do that. So just because you're a Luciferal angel does not mean that you couldn't be an Adolf Hitler. <laughs> this is what people in Christians and, and Islamic uh, uh, religions, of course, would just go, how can how can he possibly be an angel? Your uh, identities... Um, uh, 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 categorization's got to be screwy. Somewhere. Well, that doesn't make any sense according to their own paradigm. The <laughs> son of uh, Lucifer, Lucifer became uh, went from being an angel to the devil. So yeah, what the what the hell? Um, yeah. so to speak, right? <laughs> uh, so so he was a Lucifer alight, uh, a mm. Lucifer alight um, uh, to the right to the to, to ten decimal points. Um, this, this poor guy, he's he's just only recently uh, woke out of his um, his uh, debrief uh, after all these uh, many decades. Uh, so ashamed when he um, woke up on the other side of what he had done, uh, even though there was a utility in saying no to him uh, and, and all the lives that were um, lost in saying no to him. So um, he's just awoke recently, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, and is now going through his debrief agonally, moment by moment, yeah. uh, to try to recover from that. Another classic um, Lucifer is Ayn Rand. Uh, I always mm -hmm. forget her Russian name, um, but uh, her will, her whole objectivism philosophy is very has the willful aspect of uh, and groundedness aspect. Uh, but she went the other route. Uh, she went non-mystical. Mysticism was her enemy in objectivism. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to justify the sacredness of ego, which which is very Luciferian in the mm -hmm. Luciferian. Um, there is a sacredness to the sense of, uh, of our personal being that's not an illusion an identity's point of view, and is not dark. Um, it's actually a reflection of our soul eye, just depending on how it gets conditioned in this world uh, where ego can become uh, a force for good or a force for narcissism and, and darkness. So uh, Ayn Rand is a, is a great example, fearless in so many ways. Um, she really walled off her insecurity uh, as she had to live through the... Um, uh, the Russian Revolution as a young as a younger girl, and so her defenses had to had firsthand saw all the cruelties inside of the collectivistic offering that oh we're going to make all men equal. I mean communism came out of uh, horrible uh, um, abuses by the czars and and uh, the layered Russian um, um, uh, caste system as it were. So um, she uh, real egalitarian. No, she said, to all original sin, all mysticism, ego is the fountainhead, literally, of all that's good for humankind. Mm -hmm. So and you look in her eyes, uh, when you could see her eyes through her cigarette smoke, um, uh, she was a classic <laughs> Luciferite. Uh, and just as a note here, I just have to say, uh, I she must be one of the one of the most misunderstood philosophers, uh, spiritual teachers, whatever, of, of all of them. I, I, I just, just see people um, ridiculing Ayn Rand's work so often, and it's just tragic to me because um, it's sad. Yeah, they they see it as shallow, 
and, and also there's patriarchy in that too. Um, they yeah. don't even consider, so many mainstream philosophers laugh her off and they, they resent her being called a, a philosopher. And it's yeah, just yeah. crazy. She, she, she took a stand, put a stake in the ground that was heard around the world. Uh, does it, it, did it have its limits? Sure. Just like religion has its limits. But uh, um, her her staunch atheism, of course, turned off everyone, and that she dared to be a fearless woman, fifty years ahead of, the, of, of women being culturally uh, permission to be fearless and fierce. Uh, it's just patriarchy. Well, like Republicans did with Ayn Rand, what uh, Nazis did with Nietzsche. You know, it's, yes, they just yes, took exactly. kind of some yeah. some parts of it for their own purposes, and it's just it's brutal. Yeah, it is. Um, a couple other um, Luciferite uh, in show business, um, uh, counterintuitively in some ways, a uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she, uh, you heard it here. She's counterintuitively a Luciferite. That's I totally yeah. get what you mean. Yeah, she doesn't do, 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 seem it. Yeah. No, you, you would think uh, she's got the same kind of light. Um, not as not different bandwidth than Meg Ryan and um, Kate Blanchett, and Charlize Theron, but uh, there's something grounded about her. And that's there's a smoldering sexuality that comes out of almost she can play a siren or she can play an ice queen. She she has the whole range. And that's mm -hmm. when I really uh, cemented it for me that she's an elusive by light. She can be a, a killer and a um, femme fatale. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and she's played roles along those lines. Uh, she she um, got a little bit of the um, Hollywoodization. She was an astounding uh, actress starting out. Uh, what was her first film where she played this um, this uh, uh, almost ethereal uh, young girl character? What was uh, the one film? with um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton? That one. She was pretty young in that. I can't remember the name of the film. Oh, I forget. I was astounded looking at her. And my God, that that young woman! What an actress! Uh, so anyway, counterintuitively, um, even though she's got a lot of light, uh, light to her, she's a Lucifer light. And um, I'm, I'm glad she found Ryan, Ryan Reynolds for a while. Uh, um, I'm not sure what brought them together, but there was something right about it. And then it was really wrong when it was when it completed. Um, but Scarlett Johansson is a Lucifer light for identity. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, so is Howard Stern on mm. the darker side. Uh, Howard looks pretty rough, you know, mm -hmm. God bless him. Uh, he's opinionated as hell. But the only reason he's still on after 30 or 30 years or so, uh, he, this guy, he 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 makes an imprint uh, in, in culture and he just won't go away. Well, God bless the, him, the same way we were talking about uh, Hitler's force of soul. His yes. force of soul has this thing like he can look like, you know, we're just talking and like I yes. just am curious. But he, he's in a very incisive and powerful interviewer and in a disarming way where he can get people to talk about stuff that they don't necessarily want to. Yeah, good point. He is um, he's like a, an arrow that never rarely misses the bullseye. Uh, he, he'll he'll take somewhere. So he, yeah. he can go right for it. And you you see what's going on behind his eyes mm -hmm. when he goes for it. Uh, and I, 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 when I was a younger man, 
I certainly wouldn't want to be interviewed by him today. I'd like to, I'd like to be interviewed. By yeah, him. you'd want to be. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want to have had. You wouldn't want to be drinking while that happens. No. <laughs> you know? no. I would be very no. careful about what I said around him for sure. Yeah, exactly. And his his wife is lovely, actually, a very lovely being. I I think that's one of the reasons he does have a soft side in terms of mm. uh, his present incarnation as Howard Stern, even though it's. Oh, so much about sex and sex and sex and stuff. Well, sex. that's a good place to insert, you know, I and mean, when we think about angel souls, we, you know, people would associate, you know, divinity and spirituality and all that. But because angel souls feels th their pain and the pain of the world so much, they yeah. tend to be the most heavily medicated soul species. Yes. Um, exactly and right. so they won't necessarily look like um what a moderately healed angel soul would look like because um just like we were talking about with uh, john lennon they're um they've got a extra uh extra helping of coping mechanisms compared to denser souls good point yeah so and the, their intensity will lead them to intense addictions mm -hmm. uh, also right so howard uh, his was his happens to be sexual innuendo uh and so he's really uh, got that shtick down well, but it comes out of his real being. It's not. It's not an act. He really is. Oh well, Luciferites are very lusty. <laughs> yes, very lusty. You could say that. My favorite uh, uh, male Luciferite on uh, his movie star, of course, is Jeff Bridges. This guy um, is is really hits the middle. Um, he he lives here in the same town I do, and I've ran in, ran into him a couple of times. Uh, just a lovely, lovely being care so caring whip smart uh, uh uh intelligent and wise a lot of light coming on him when he played um the the alien who crash landed uh oh yeah uh, what was uh, that movie um, um uh oh it was so great anyway when i saw him in that remember. it was like oh yeah he landed on earth just like as a lucifer angel he's got a goodness about him a caringness um an incredible intelligent He's got one of his best friends is a Zen master. Um, it's really mm -hmm. cool. He's uh, they've done a special together uh, or, or wrote a book together or something. And uh, Jeff is uh, really a, a really great guy. The only angel soul in that uh, Bridges family, uh, the patriarch. What was his name? Uh, um, the old guy, the the father, the grandfather, um, the father of both him and and Bo Bridges. Uh, I forget. Anyway, he's the only angel soul in that family. And so he just recovered from cancer. Way to go, Jeff. And uh, he's going strong now. And um, I, I love to see him when uh, when I run into him here in town. Very generous soul. Uh, he, 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 he connects up with Kenny Loggins a lot uh, mm -hmm. for um, uh, charities and uh, giving. He's on, he does all sorts of philanthropic activity that way also. And uh, last but not least, in our our, our little uh, hallway of Luciferite soul species, we have Morgan Freeman, uh, which is why he plays God so. Much. I was and, just uh, gonna say he plays <laughs> yeah from the caring uncle or grandpa to God in that uh, Jim yeah. Carrey movie, at least yes. that one. Yeah, he pulls that off brilliantly. It's like you just immediately want to just relax and let him tell you how everything's gonna be okay and. You know, there's this grounded yeah, he, kind of wisdom. Yeah, he's played the president also two or three sure. movies. Uh, yeah. Also, just that leadership, uh, that warm. He's got both warmth and authority uh, mm -hmm. to his soul field, uh, and, and he 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 really only plays one character. 
Yeah. I, 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 I've seen him try to play a different, he, tried, he went against his own soul nature in one movie and it was just, I, I was embarrassed for him. He, <laughs> he just, he just, he can't be a comedian. He just, mm. there's, he can't. Yeah. I've seen him try to be funny. It doesn't really work. It yeah. just doesn't work. He's got joy mm-hmm. to him, but he can't be funny. No, it's he's really, too sober to be yeah, funny. Yeah. It really is. Uh, 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 my stepson and I, uh, uh, I acclimated him to American movies. He's he's in the business now, uh, and uh, we would watch movies together. And Morgan was our hero. Uh, I I, I um, incubated him with Morgan Freeman, and he once had a. We were down in Hollywood one time, and um, there was a, a life size cardboard cutout of Morgan Freeman in the in the theater lobby, and got a picture of uh, my stepson next to. Morgan Freeman looks like he's the real person. Yeah, I was so, just thinking, like uh, in uh, Shawshank Redemption, he he oh, was yes. kind of a guardian angel for is that yes. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. yeah um, right. So he's just this natural sort of overseer, mentor kind of guy. You bet. Yeah, he was the guy who could get things in prison. Uh, mm, right. Again, uh, but classic Luciferite. Uh, yeah, manif- her, the uh, great manifestors. Was, was the great, great manifestors. manifestors. Exactly right. So those are the three major soul species, and we've only got 15 minutes or so here to uh, cram in uh, the, the two <laughs> off, off, um, uh, offspring of these uh, three soul species. Uh, as we said another, uh, in, in the earlier, uh, Raphaelites um, are child souls, you could say, of Gabrielites and Michaelites, and Uriolite souls are like child souls of Luciferites, uh, Yang Luciferites uh, linking with yin, uh, more yin or less dense Gabrielites uh, and the other way around. Um, uh, so uh, Uriolites tend to have a little more groundedness, of course, than Raphaelites because Raphaelites are are um, halfway between Gabrielites and and uh, Michaelites. So shall we, uh, I think we, we might be able to do this. Um, I got time. You got, yeah, so do I. Okay, so what we've got here in um, uh, for um, Ra- Raphaelites, let's go to Raphaelites first here. Oh, we didn't talk about like, well, Angelina Jolie also, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, a, uh, classic, a classic Luciferite, right? So um, uh, let's see, how should we start here? Um, we don't have a lot of celebrities for Raphaelites yet. It's a relatively new discovery. Yes, that's right. Um, but there is the John Lennon. He is a potential Raphaelite. Uh, James Taylor. Oh, think. James Taylor, for sure. Yeah, why, yeah, why don't you go through those um, uh, a little more here while I try to get a, a, a line going here of their um, characteristics. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, James Taylor, I, w- I would say uh, it's another good example of where the, uh, the depression, he was hospitalized for depression. I remember that's what uh, Fire and Rain was about. Uh, he wrote that while actually institutionalized. Oh, yeah. um, That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. But you can still see through that heaviness, there's a kind of, uh, there's a, a, a joyfulness that I think Raphaelites have on a soul level, a playfulness, a joyfulness. Yes, playfulness. Yes, exactly it, right. It won't necessarily express at the level of personality, but it's in there. Um, yeah. And uh, similar to Luciferites, it's cool that we just did Luciferites because what Raphaelites and Luciferites have in common is they're both equal yin and yang because yes. Gab- yeah. because they're offspring of the yang Gabrielites and the yin Michaelites. 
Yes. So they're like Lucifolites in that they're balanced yin and yang, but much more porous. But for that reason, Raphaelites tend to get along with Lucifolites um, uh, well and often see them as mentors because the Lucifolites are far more well-adjusted to living here. And um, uh, when Raphaelites look at Gabrielites, they go, oh, that's too willful, too mental. (laughs) And when they look at Michaelites, they go, oh, you guys are too spacey and airy-fairy. That's not the direction they need to go. But when they look at Lucifolites, they go, okay, you guys have figured out how to be here. There's something I can learn from that. Yes. Uh, Raphaelites, uh, uh, because we often make a joke uh, about um, the uh, strip of consciousness land (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, between Michaelites and Gabrielites as classic yin and yang purities, uh, we make a joke that the Raphaelite king um, uh, domain is like the Las Vegas strip uh, where there's all sorts of conjugal going on. And that's where out of those kinds of joinings, uh, the Raphaelites were born. And so they tend to be entertainers, um, uh, entertainers because they have the joyfulness and aliveness uh, and connectedness of the Michaelites, but they got their, the, the intelligence and wisdom and light of the Gabrielites. And they, they really feel uh, alien uh, in this world, even, um, even when they're t- typed. Um, mm-hmm. they, they start once they're typed and they start to, oh, no wonder I am the way that I am. Raphaelites, uh, uh, really suffer a lot in trying to wrestle together the definitiveness, uh, of the Gabrielite input, uh, they have to their genetics and the love and connectedness they have with the, um, uh, with the Michaelites. So blending that, uh, that, the pure yang and pure yin. Uh, 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 in a sense, they were, they're side by side, whereas in Lucifilites, they're knit like this, mm. the yin and yang. Mm. But they're side by side, and, and, they, and they, they're constantly unfolding one way or the other, and sometimes they'll unfold like that, too, with the two hands. You can't see in what I'm doing with my hands right now, but maybe in the video one day. Yeah. Um, so they have to wrestle in uh, yangic aspects with yinic aspects in ways that are sometimes difficult to merge. They almost always are like a, a, a playing card. They're, they're one card with two sides as opposed to a yeah. mixture. Well, there's a disintegration kind of theme that is also going to be important for Uriolites because they're second, Raphaelites and Uriolites are second generation. So yes. there's a disintegration theme, a where do I belong theme, a who am I theme that these second generation soul species have that here gets pushed up even more because all angel souls are lost here in one way or another. Yes. But the second yes. generation ones are even more so. Yes, uh, they're, the, they're the blur uh, between the uh, three angel soul species that uh, out of which they um, evolved. So, um, in fact, um, I guess we can talk about this, uh, Joseph. Um, uh, I'm a classic archetypal Lucifile. Angel. Gonna, let's go there. It'd let's be, just go there. Get that be, over. It with. would be silly not to. Yes, yeah, yeah, I am a Raphaelite. And, yes. Um, so that's so, why Joseph has a lot to say. About that's why. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you intuitively just suddenly gave me space to talk about it, whereas with all the <laughs> other ones, you had a lot to say, and then suddenly I was on the spot. Yeah, and some part of me really didn't want to talk about it. Like I don't want to. It's hard to be here. 
Um, yes, it's, but, but, the, but you can speak from your heart and you have. Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say, you talked about the entertainment thing. And um, uh, one of my test questions for Raphaelites is, um, do you find yourself going to gatherings like parties and being very entertaining? And then on the way home, you're exhausted and wondering why you went. <laughs> and when they go, yeah, how did you know that? That's that's a com Raphaelites. We unconsciously feel responsible for being entertaining so much so that it's become it becomes kind of a part of the identity and almost like in a self-betrayal way like can't help it like why am i why do i have to be the life of the party or why do i have to be the most interesting person in the room right um, there's a kind right. of duty there and um it's uh it's it's kind of uh it's difficult it's difficult yeah. um because raphaelites can be so entertaining they're just soul soul level interesting and yes. um end up building identities around that but it's, it's very hard to um you know who will entertain the entertainer yes. uh, and i find myself in that place on a weekly basis just starving for good entertainment at the mm -hmm. end of the day because yes. it doesn't match my octane requirements for good entertainment. <laughs> yes. so, so I feel like I've got to create it myself, but then I can't be on the receiving end of the entertainment because I had to make it. So, and, and that's what my mind's doing a lot of the time. Whereas exactly. my idle mode for my own mind is like, let me come up with something to entertain you. And it just becomes this snake eating its own tail exhaustion. Um, yeah, and it's really beautifully self-revealing there, Joseph. Thank you. And and, and like uh, every other soul species on planet Earth, woundednesses in our uh, in Raphaelite family of origin can enhance that that performer kind of dynamic, become such a part of the identity to peel that off. Uh, because they're already blurry lost in some way and then they have all these qualities that are so engaging and so colorful and so people are drawn to them uh how wh where's the real me and all that yeah. confabulation right yeah and in eb 1.0 here's an, an, another good example of um the importance of soul species in in, in eb 1.0 we knew i was a me spacer three but we didn't yes. have the distinction of raphaelite quite yet That's in right. the beginning. Um, That's right. So some of the entertainer qualities got slotted into the three category. And there was sort of like, oh, why can't yes. you shake right. this performer stuff? Right, right. And right. part of the reason was because it's soul level. Yes, it's soul Whereas level. Whereas if I were a Luciferite three, you'd have a lot yeah. more questions about why are you still trying to perform or why, why is Correct. this entertainer thing? Correct. And so now I have more of a embracing of it and going with it rather than trying to, you know, like uh, demed from it or something like that, because I, I, I literally can't help it. And what you just said there has so much information for the therapeutic arc, you yeah. know, uh, in identifying what's addictive uh, in an unhealthy, uns unsober way for one soul species is not for another soul species. Yeah. And also depending on on the uh, the uh, adjectives and, and uh, of uh, Enneagram point uh, and um, and spacer uh, also spacer type. Yeah. So. Um, it, when, when it finally became clear, the Raphaelites and the Uriolites, which we'll talk about here next, were the um, were the actually the that and uh, the Arcadians, of course, are the most recent realizations. Um, and it mm -hmm. looks like we may now have the complete um, soul species array, especially since that one astrophysicist uh, argues there's 27 different dimensions. Uh, yeah, that was so helpful. 
<laughs> just happened to coincide with 27 different soul species and to different dimensions. So um, there's a the, our our connection. Uh, mine is a Luciferite and Joseph is a Raphaelite, which is why it's so lush and works almost effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, uh, in this way, uh, uh, um, and so uh, it, it, he, for me, he is such a delight. And all of you who do listen to the podcast, you you talk to me. I, I think a lot more than you talk to Joseph, uh, uh, because I'm doing other things with you. Uh, all all of them, Joseph, all just really just go on and on about our vibe together here in this conversation. Yeah, and and a lot of you know a lot of that is soul species. We've also had a fair amount a fair amount of past lives in in this configuration as well. So it's kind of <laughs> well worn. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. We've got the rut uh, to uh, default um, default to. Okay. Did we? Uh, did you? There was one more. Uh, so I said James Taylor. Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin was another. Oh, Sarah McLaughlin, complete Raphaelite. And yeah. you can see, I haven't talked about the eyes things with angel soul typing. I use the eyes a lot. Um, Luciferites to me look like the classic depiction in like literature of um, angel souls. The corners, the outside corners of the eyes are a little bit down, uh, which uh -huh. Jeff Bridges shows a lot. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. There's that classic almond shape and a little bit yes. down. Um, Michaelites right. look lost and like on the verge of insanity to me, and their yes. eyes are rounder. Um, yes. Gabrielites have the almond shape, but it's not the corners are not turned down, and there's a piercingness to them yes. where they're like looking yes. through you, and yes. they look like wiser than you and also kind of crazy, which is different yes. than going insane. Yes. Uh, yes. Raphaelites look halfway between uh, Gabrielites and Michaelites. So I'm, I'm looking yes. at a picture of Sarah McLaughlin now, and I kind of yeah. see it in John Lennon, who's still a mystery. But there's sort yeah. of in between. There, there, there's a roundedness. Um, uh, I mean, there's there's the light of Gabrielites. The light and wisdom is there, and you can also see the um, love and um, uh, love and warmth at the same time. It's sort mm -hmm. of halfway in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we need more Raphaelite um, celebrity examples. But uh, yeah, uh, given their pr propensity for entertaining, I imagine we should be able to find lots of them. But um, yeah, we're just beginning to collect those. Exactly right. Um, okay, so thank you. Um, mm -hmm. We we just had the last two soul species we talked about. We are we have represented them there in this podcast. So let's go to Uriolites. <laughs> really interesting um, a soul species that's come out uh, most recently uh, as in terms of angel soul species. Uriolites um, are are halfway between, as we said, uh, Gabrielite wisdom and Luciferite mixture of caring and 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 wisdom. So and willfulness, but they have a really unique space their kingdom or their realm sorry um their realm their domain is um much think of a uh, a globe and each of the inside this globe there are compartments and the compartments are fairly um solid and fairly porous and each each compartment is uh, lives one uh, uriolite and that your light has a big and metaphor is a big screen in front of them, like a, a huge um, a computer screen. And they are constantly servicing all manner of um, dynamical challenges, much like the um, 
the uh, Arcturians who, yeah. who lay out all the ley lines. Yeah. They lay out the basic ley lines, but then Uriolites are constantly serving how all the ley lines um, make sure they're webbed together and consonant and not, and not sparking against each other. So they're more local content, whereas Arcturians, uh, but in a, from a really deeper meta place than Arcturians, um, it's almost like the Arcturians um, uh, uh, pave the roads, but the roads are designed by um, by Uriolites uh, with a greater picture in mind. So they're they're constantly doing that, and um, they they're they're brilliant. They they make amazing mathematicians. The the compliat Uriolite is Albert Einstein. Um, he is he is so exemplifies. They are one one minded. They tend to be. Um, not egalitarian in their gift arrays. They tend to focus on one arena and that one, just like their one cell in the in the in the domain. Mm -hmm. And they excel in that. Uh a like that we know and uh, uh that uh, in an in an identity identity explorer is um is an amazing uh uh, uh kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. And she brings all of her Uriolite um capacities to bear third eye gifts that Uriolites have huge just like Raphaelites because the, they're the second generation um we didn't say anything about the Raphaelites being also the um the uh, originator soul species that spilled over as the devix for each devix soul species yes. of each of those soul species um but they tend to have a uh, uh, Uriolites and Raphaelites are very third eye in fact their intuition intuition is the way oh Raphaelites uh, uh, process reality. What? Yeah, I wanted to go back to that. I have yeah. I was working on that. Uh, intuition and entertainers are the two words I have for Raphaelite so far because intuition is sort of halfway between love and wisdom. That's a enormous theme for Raphaelites, but uh, not sure what else. It's got to be. It's got to be want wisdom there somewhere. Um, wisdom the, the for Raphaelites. Brilliance. Well, yeah, because mm. they're half. They come from the Gabrielites. Yeah, so but I we have brilliance. I would put brilliance. okay brilliance yeah yeah because that's uh-huh mm -hmm. you see that then that intuitive brilliant um uh what was your third one intuitive uh, entertaining brilliance yeah entertaining you could say uh it, um, works, resonates with expressiveness uh, Ooh, they're, like they're so expressive okay like they, they process reality uh, through a lot of expressions that reflects both their wisdom and their um, intuition Intuitive, uh, expressive brilliance. That's a little hard yes. for me to swallow, but I'll take it. Yeah, for the moment, <laughs> and uh, as a Raphaelite, chew on it and see if you can mold it into something more palatable. Oh, I, I, oh, I know. I mean, hard to swallow because it's so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Raphaelites <laughs> oh, have a I big theme of I'm wrong, so it's yeah, uh, that's uh, right. Being that's a right. second generation issue, which Uriolites have also, I think. Uriolites are loners, um, like um, like Syrians a lot. Uh, they a lot of times Syrians and um, and Uriolites will find each other, and that is the case. And a couple of people who are interested in identity uh, over the years, uh, Bruno and and uh, as we I, I mentioned his name, yeah, because uh, and the and the kind of kindergarten teacher are, are fast friends. Oh uh, no, kidding, Uriolite. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. They have a lot in common. Uh -huh. Yeah, they draw. Um, they draw the they're drawn by the lonerness that way. Uh, uh, Uriolites in their kingdom are aware there are other Uriolites just on the other side of their of their cubicle wall, um, but they they uh, they um, they're so single minded in their 
um, what's the word, uh, their focus of, or, or their arena, their domain of focus, uh, that they're busy all the time. And that's their service. They're so service oriented. Yeah. They tend yeah. to be back in the shadows. They don't never, they never, they're not almost never entertainers. They don't come out as um, famous people. Uh, they come out as philosophers and mathematicians, theorists more than actual on the ground solvers of problems. Mm -hmm. uh, they have their intuition with their third eye uh, matches uh, uh, in uh, different qualities and bandwidths than Raphaelites, but they have a huge intuition uh, they operate on. And uh, uh, your, uh, Albert Einstein is just about the, the best version of a, uh, a, a Eurolite that right. I could. I can uh, um, say, I imagine if I had, um, if I dwelled on some other uh, philosophers and mathematicians and theorists of all kinds, uh, I'd find some more Uriolites. But they're they're pretty rare. They're also like Syrians. They tend to be a, the rarest of the souls of this angel souls, Uriolites. Mm -hmm. uh, Raphaelites are more numerous. Lucifalites, Gabrielites, and Michaelites. So they tend to be loners, uh, exactly as their nature and their their um, domain. Um, I just got an intuition about Franz Kafka. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. That's yeah, I think he's a Uriolite. Sure. Yeah, he you could tell he's you could intuit that he's at arm's length to that which he interacts with. Um he he writes about uh, but he doesn't write as mm -hmm. uh, and has this incisive kind of offbeat way of looking at human humanity's foibles. Uh that's mm -hmm. all it, that's classic. And classic. his eyes got a lot of light in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. They Absolutely. Look, it looks like a Uriolite. Who, uh, who, who wrote um, uh, On the Road? Uh, Jack Kerouac. Uh, yeah, Jack Kerouac might also qualify now mm -hmm. that you intuited that one. Uh, maybe you can take a look at um, a photo of him and see what you think on Jack Kerouac. Because he, he has some of that um, uh, also, but... I think he may have been way too um, uh, expressive to be a Uriolite now that I think about it. Um, so no, Jack Kerouac, he was more of a, a hedonist. So I don't think he would qualify. That's too expressive now that I think yeah, about it. He, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about him. Yeah, think about it. Jack Kerouac uh, uh, and that. So the whole um, one way we can finish up here today um, with soul species, uh, these 27 different... Um, uh, a soul species that we've uh, talked about and had examples of. One thing we haven't, we only made this point once or twice in all of our 40 some podcasts. I just want to end with it today. And that is what drove the original unfoldment of the Lucifile fall, quote unquote, rise to um, seed all the other soul species as ancestors by density, the lightest Lucifilites wound up um, creating whole, make, creating the space of Andromedans. The next lightest, uh, the next, and the next, and the next, all the way down. The heaviest landed here in the Terran universe uh, and seeded, uh, held space until Terran souls then were resonantly unfolded by divine being. But what there's a really interesting um, uh, dynamic that we've mentioned before. I want to end with it. And that is what drove the question, what drove the unfoldment was the question, is divine being made of love and secondarily expresses will, or is it made of will and secondarily expresses lovingly? This is the question that the Luciferites process reality with. 
um, as another way to say a lucifiolite uh, way of processing reality. Is it is it is will our primary driver of consciousness or is love? We have that mix of yin and yang in us that's so um, uh, 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 um, pureed together. Uh, breaking out which which was which, um, Lucifer. The whole legend of Lucifer came out of the a Luciferite um, opinion that um, uh, will divine being was made of will that drove, that drove creation and secondarily um, flavored with love, whereas uh, um, uh, the other Luciferite position was it was love. Uh, uh, in, in, in what it's made of and secondarily expresses his will. So Lucifer, Satan, came out of the will-first argument between uh, Luciferites about it. And uh, uh, it was, uh, uh, unfo as life unfolded for the Luciferites, all the way down to this most densely edged um, uh, uh, Terran universe, dualistic universe, gravitational edginess, the puree of love and will in Luciferites needed this kind of edgy, um, dualistic, uh, dense world to finally get the final answer, live into the question, and then live into the answer. And uh, that answer has now been solved, or that question has been sol solved. Uh, this particular Luciferite uh, that's speaking right now um, uh, is of the, has always been of the opinion that it's love first, but I had to go through my own will first fractal of mm. this question, uh, which which was uh, the end of um, of uh, identity 1.0. So um, that and in was my, my participation in that, I had my own. Yes, for sure. Experiment yeah, of doing will I, first. And my quote unquote fall from grace absolutely fractalized uh, mm. that uh, whole Luciferic kind of um, thing. Mm. Uh, and so that question of what of will and um, uh, will bring primary to divine being or love um, uh, was the driving question that had to be solved only by being lived into in this most segmented dualistic world to offset the puree of love and will and Luciferites. The puree, so that's my little the pu puree. puree of love and will. Wow, that's an awesome yeah. image. Yeah, yeah, like in, in, a, in a I get in a mix, it in a blender, you know? yeah. Uh, in a blender, it's uh, it's thick. Uh, a puree is thick, but it's drinkable. Uh, <laughs> that's a classic Lucifer like texture that way. Mm -hmm. like a chocolate um, so, yeah. So identity um, uh, has identity. Last point, I promise. Identity is the answer to that burning millennia, millennial of millennia question. The divine being is made of love first and secondarily expresses as will. Identity is the paradigm based on that answer. So that's just another interesting historical perspective um, well, on ethers. Last thing before we go, just want to make sure we nail down Urielites. I have focused oh. service-oriented loners. Oh, man. Thank you. Thanks. I, I, I completely spaced that. Thank you. That's it. Perfect. Okay. There's the th triad. If you can get these processing reality algorithms into three terms, and then mm -hmm. it usually makes it really come home. Thank you, Urolite. Right. So if you're Urolite out there, say it again, Joseph. Focused service-oriented loners. Oh, baby. That is just perfect. The couple of Urolites I know fit that just so resonatively. Mm -hmm. 
So that's it for the 27. We in Divic versions, we've already uh, summarized are just more porous, um, liquidy kind of angelic versions of each uh, to offset their density. Well, and they'll also have, because Raphaelites created the Davic yes. versions, they'll actually have some of the Raphaelite qualities, which I hadn't really thought of, that um, intuitive, expressive brilliance we talked about, sort of, um, exactly. they, they get some of that wind from the Raphaelite yes. world. Absolutely. We're going to go on and do couples next time? Well, um, let's both chew on w okay. whether we want to start with a subcategory called intimacy or mm. do we want to start with the category of relationality altogether and then distill down to intimacy as its most um, pivotal uh, uh, cusp uh, of, of relationality. I can tell you right now, I think relationality is the place to start because that's just my intuition said that and that's what I'm following these days as in because I'm a Raphaelite and I have to follow <laughs> I'm working on following that. <laughs> well, you're in good company. Uh, Brie, uh, my beloved, says it's got to be relationality and then intimacy is a subset of yeah. relationality in general. Yeah. So we'll start with relationality next time, which is another will be a multi um, uh, episode uh, topic. Oh, yeah, um, like a half a dozen. Yeah, five or six, probably, mm -hmm. because that with the yin divinity now ruling the heavens, so to speak, relationality is the cusp, uh, the the focus of of finally ameliorating all the polarizations and violence and and non-critical thinking um, collisions that we have in this world. What is it? What does it mean to be relational? Really, from existential all the way out to situational. We're going to try to address it from identity's point of view. Cool. Um, relationality, existentially, uh, which is all the upstream stuff and downstream stuff of how does it express situationally and what are the parameters. What's sober and insober relationality, codependence, all sorts of topics in there. Okay, yeah, that'll be a lot. All, all right. right. We did it. We finished Soul Species. It's a miracle. <laughs> uh, 15 minutes over a little, but that's okay. Oh, no, we don't have a set time. That's yeah, what it that's, took. In, yeah, that's what it took. In, so. in sudden death overtime, Soul Species <laughs> is complete somehow. Thank you, Stace. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for hanging with us. And tune in next time, and we'll delve into the deep, deep yin place of relationality. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Heart of Soul podcast. To learn more about Stace Barron and Identity, please visit identity.org. To learn more about Joseph Shapiro, visit clearandopen.com. Until next time, we wish you well on your journey.